Dave Schultz back with another episode of Locked On Sunbelt, your conference every day. I host afternoons in Mobile, Alabama, Sports Radio 105.5 WNSP, covering the South Alabama Jaguars. And prior to that, in Lafayette, Louisiana, mornings 103.7 The Game, covering the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Today's episode of Locked On Sunbelt is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Obviously, the topic of conversation uh, most of the week has been uh, the battle for the belt. We will continue to do so. I do apologize for not uh, talking about uh, Georgia State and App State. We'll have a recap of that ball game uh, for Friday's episode. As it was a long day in New Orleans, we're actually down at Sunbelt Media Days for basketball. uh, And uh, we will play some interviews from that. Specifically, for the battle of the belt, we got Keith Gill, uh, Sunbelt Commissioner, special guest, and Dr. Joel Erdman. Uh, Sunbelt, or I should say South Alabama Athletic Director. And then all the basketball coaches and some of the players will join us uh, as the season gets closer, probably the beginning of November. We can probably, you know, play basketball coaches uh, for a couple weeks. Uh, So that'll be good. Everyone was very, very gracious uh, with their time uh, today. Uh, The interviews run a little bit long. I think Keith is about 15 minutes and Joel is about uh, 10 or 11. So we'll keep this preview a little bit short uh, for the battle for the belt. South Alabama, and Troy. Uh, Yesterday, we discussed the idea that if Troy wants to win the football game, they have to get to Carter Bradley. In turn, for South Alabama, they got to score four more touchdowns. Uh, I think that's basically it, and along with that comes Carter Bradley being able to hit his wide receivers and having some time, so the running game has to get going. Is that running game uh, Omari Wells and Marco Lee, the backups? Uh, or is it um, the starters, LaDamian Webb and uh, Braylon McReynolds? Uh, Braylon hasn't played in a couple weeks since uh, the middle of uh, the Louisiana football game, and uh, LaDamian Webb uh, hurt himself in the first couple of plays of the uh, game uh, last week against ULM. So both of those guys would be very key uh, if South Alabama is going to win this football game. But I'm going to put it, they got to score some points. South Alabama has to score some points. It's going to be anyone's game if this is a, you know, if the winning team is scoring three touchdowns and a field goal. Anywhere between 17 and 24, this is going to be a ball game. And it'll come down to the last five minutes. If South Alabama is scoring 28, 31, 34, 38, they average 36 points a game. I don't think Troy can keep up. I think Troy is outstanding defensive football team. Uh, last week, they won 17-14. And just like South Alabama did, uh, they ran the four-minute offense to perfection, closing out the final 5-28 without kicking uh, a field goal or kicking it back to Texas State. I, I have the utmost respect for John Summerall and what he's done at Troy in just year number one. I think South Alabama started to come out of it a little bit Last week against ULM, a little shaky in the first half, was outstanding in the third quarter and had to hold off the Warhawks uh, in the fourth quarter. They got up to a 41-20 lead and just kind of stopped playing, both offense and defense, as it turns out. But mostly, well, both of them actually, uh, because uh, they actually got a stop after going up 41-20 and couldn't put any more points on the board. And all of a sudden, the Warhawks, uh, Chandler Rogers and Tyrone Howell, just uh, you know, kind of torched them uh, for two more touchdowns. Uh, so that is what I would want from South Alabama. Uh, they got to get Carter Bradley time. They got to run the football. But most importantly, they got to put up points. I just don't think Troy can keep up if South Alabama is scoring four or more touchdowns. Troy wants to keep this to a two, 
maybe three touchdown ball game. They average they average about 24 points a game, but they're going to want to you know keep South under that, obviously. Uh, but uh, if if this is in the in the low 20s, it's going to be anyone's ball game until the end of the game, and whoever makes a play at the end in uh, Lafayette, the it was the. Uh, South Alabama making a play uh, at the end, getting making a couple of plays, getting in line for a Diego Cuajardo a game-winning field goal, a couple of good catches, one especially uh, by Jalen Wayne setting up uh, the game-winning kick. UCLA, it was UCLA making a play, or South Alabama not making a play, uh, as the case uh, may be, uh, with the fake uh, field goal, and then UCLA driving down for the, uh, the winning score uh, at the end. But again, Troy, what they want to do, keep it low scoring, keep it in the low 20s, they want to sack Carter Bradley. If you missed yesterday's episode, Texas State has sacked the quarterback. I'm sorry. Uh, Troy has sacked the quarterback 22 times this season. 21 of them are in their wins. They did not get any sacks against Texas State, but the other 21 or the, the 21 came in their victories. They sacked the quarterback in App State and Ole Miss all of one time. So if Carter Bradley is standing tall in tomorrow's ballgame or in tonight's ballgame, uh, you will know why. Uh, it is, uh, it'll most likely be a, a South Alabama win. If Troy, and they won't be able to score some points. If they're getting to Bradley a little bit too much, uh, then, uh, then Troy will be able to keep South off of the board, and there probably could be a turnover. If South Alabama's offensive line, which all of a sudden is being nominated for the Joe Moore Award as the best offensive line in the country, they... Uh, they will be uh, leading this South Alabama team uh, to a victory. Okay, uh, that was a quick uh, preview of uh, tonight's ballgame, South Alabama and Troy, the battle for the belt. Uh, Coming up next is Dr. Joel Erdman, the athletic director for the Jaguars. Uh, What he thinks about this ballgame, what's the crowd going to be like, and what it means for the program overall. And we also have special guest Sunbelt Commissioner Keith Gill following that interview. So stay tuned. Lots more to do. You're listening to Locked on Sunbelt. Your conference every day. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Sweatblock was created by a doctor to help his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. Sweatblock gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. Sweatblock wipes are a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's for a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try Sweatblock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available at Amazon. Dave Schultz back on Lockdown Sunbelt, your conference every day. We're here with the athletic director of South Alabama, Dr. Joel Erdman. Big ball game tonight. It really is. Can't wait and uh, appreciate all the, the people making their way to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. It's uh, going to be an electric evening and a hard-fought battle and and really been looking forward to this for a long time but especially the last two three weeks as you know we've built up to this and and both teams playing well so i think it's we're going to get an eyeful tonight and it's going to be a lot of fun yeah so it's a rivalry game with south alabama and troy you know correct me if i'm wrong this is is this the first time that something like this is on the line because it's obvious i mean i know the sunbelt championship game hasn't been around that long and the divisions haven't been around that long either but it feels like something is actually on the line more than just bragging rights because the team who wins this ball game is going to be in the driver's seat in the west yeah exactly right you know it's uh it's a very meaningful game you've you've got the the natural rivalry that is the foundation or the basis but then it's a meaningful game because it's it's gonna the 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 victor is gonna as you said be in the driver's seat for the west division and 
you know, it's, it's having the crowd that will be here this evening will be, in my opinion, and, and with my long, you know, very accurate Britannica, you know, experience, I, I, I don't think there's a larger gathering of people at one time in one place on this campus. So this will be, uh, I believe, the largest gathering of people at the University of South Alabama at one time. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of parallel stories to this. Uh, tonight is, is something you point to, and, and this is one of the, the reasons we built Hancock-Whitney Stadium, and we went through all of that effort and planning, and so let's enjoy it. Talking to uh, Dr. Joel Erdman from South Alabama, the athletic uh, director. All right, so when you make a change with uh, leading the head, uh, the football program, you're bringing in Kane Womack, everyone has their plans and everyone has their thoughts, and, you know, maybe down the road it gets, it gets better. Could you imagine it being this fast? It's only been a year and a half. You hope it is, but I think from a, an administrative and professional standpoint, you have to moderate that uh, to a certain degree. But, but what Kane and his staff and that locker room has done is, is, is completely flipped almost. Uh, you, you can sense the, the confidence and you can sense the unity and cohesion and, and the common purpose. Uh, and oh, by the way, um, the 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 level of talent and the depth of the talent is is significantly different, and and when you you put all that together, and 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 maybe you don't play your best in a game, but you still come up with a win, that that starts to to become a recipe for something very special. So, you know, tonight is a huge game. They're good. We're good. We we know each other pretty well, and uh, it's it's it it really is. It's a it's an evening that's going to be a lot of fun and go Jags, and uh, uh, but it's 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 a culmination of many things. I mean, I also look back to the very first football pep rally we ever had in August of 2009, and you know that that was 13 years ago, and and in the terrace at the student union. There was 3,000 people, and we were about to play Hargrove Military Academy, and um, that's still fresh in my memory and many other people's memory. And now we're here today on campus in a beautiful stadium with a great team playing another very good team uh, in front of a packed house that's been sold out. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It is the battle for the belt, but there's not a lot of hate in this rivalry. I don't know what, what's going on here. Womack and Summer all like each other, and it's, you know, they're mirror images of each other. Uh, Kane was the defensive coordinator at South Alabama, went to Power 5 school to be a defensive coordinator, comes back as head coach. John Summerall, same thing. Defensive coordinator at Troy, goes to Power 5 school to be defensive coordinator, comes back to be the head coach at Troy. Everybody loves Carlton Marshall. Everybody's got a lot of respect. Can you give us some bulletin board material to, you know, to get the fans pumped up? And, and is it a problem if we've nicknamed the stadium the bank? <laughs> Is no. Hancock Whitney going to be upset with that? No, they, they appreciate all of it, I think. You know, so it's, you know, it, it's, it is a rivalry. There's a lot of, and, and the way I see rivalry is, is you have a, a tangled web of relationships. A lot of our players know their players and vice versa. Played high school ball against each other. Were probably recruited by each school and made a decision one way or another. Um, you know, there's, we're, we're all competitive human beings, and when you're competitive, you want to 
be successful in the form of winning. And so, yeah, we all want to win. And it is extra special when you have your in-state, up-the-road rival. Um, but I, 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 I don't use the word hate or, you, you know. but That's a little strong, although not for the Egg Bowl. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it is. It's a, it's a very competitive and, and um, passionate rivalry. I mean, this, this game carries a lot of weight and it carries on through the next 364 days. So uh, it's, it's part of what makes college athletics fun. And, uh, um, you know, it's time to go get the belt. Uh, we're talking with Dr. Joel Erdman, Athletic Director for South Alabama, locked on a Sun Belt. Uh, let's talk about what's happened over the last, I mean, this season in, in Sun Belt football, obviously the big, well, I forget about week one, ODU beats uh, Virginia Tech. I think I actually picked that one. And then, you know, didn't have the other ones where App State and Marshall and uh, Georgia uh, Southern are, are, you know, creating havoc uh, nationally. Uh, and now for the last couple of weeks, it's been on national uh, TV, I think three games last week and three games uh, this week. How, how, as an AD, how can you take advantage of that? Maybe immediately, and then, you know, something down the road. Yeah, you push every day. Just push every day and, and be mindful of those that are closest to you. So um, make sure our own campus community understands what we're doing and why and what success uh, we're experiencing right now. And that goes into the Mobile community, and that goes into our Mobile and Baldwin County. So you, you start as close as possible reinforce and solidify those relationships and and then just keep keep pushing uh in in getting people engaged in the program you know there are people here tonight that have never been here before and they're going to have an impression that they're going to go home with and and it's going to be a very good one and and it will entice them to come back and it will entice them to spread the word so that that's that's the local flavor to it, but then also the regional and national profile uh, will grow and must grow um, due to the exposure and the, the multiple times we've been and will continue to be on national TV where, where people, whether they're in San Francisco or Buffalo, New York or Miami or, or Minneapolis, have the ability to tune in and, and see the name South Alabama. So it... it it is, it's, it's from all kinds of different avenues, we've got to capitalize on that and push as hard as we can, uh, not just for a sport standpoint, but for a university and our, our city and community standpoint. One of the things that, you know, people say, you can't, you control what you can control. You can't control the weather. It's supposed to be a little bit chilly, all right? And so, you know, probably when South Alabama hosting ODU at the end of November, planning for hot chocolate. Do we have hot chocolate? And you got to have marshmallows. Do you have hot chocolate and marshmallows uh, at this game tonight? Hot chocolate, not sure about marshmallows, but coffee, hot chocolate and coffee. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's supposed to be, I believe, in the mid-50s with a little breeze, which... All right, in central New York in October, that's shorts weather, not so much in South Alabama. Yeah, you know this. This is is hoodie and cap and 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 scarf and heavy clothes weather in Mobile. But I I think it's a perfect setting for a great college football game under the lights, and uh, it, it's it to me it's 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 the perfect environment. It's it's a little cold, and uh, you know it's we're out of the September sweating right. <laughs> where you go to a game and you can't wait for the sun to get down so you can breathe a little bit. 
so it is a little chilly. I call it refreshing and invigorating. And uh, you move around a little bit and have a ball. All right, well, we are at Sunbelt Media Days for basketball, what, something that the Sunbelt hasn't done before. What does that show you about the conference? I think it's a, a great step uh, and, and a lot of effort from the Sunbelt staff and our, our men's and women's coaching staffs and student athletes and universities that commit to making this happen and, and to spread the word and the image and the perception of uh, Sunbelt basketball. Um, I think with the expansion to 14 teams, we've gotten better in everything. Uh, we got better in football, we're, we're better in basketball, men's and women's, and, and all other sports. So I think it's, it's, it's appropriate to do this from a, 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 an inauguration point of view to where here's the 14 basketball teams, men and women. It's time to get to know them and understand who they are. and. Uh, I think if you step back and look at it, you, you, you got some great basketball that our fans can enjoy. And, and you've got investment in basketball from all these campuses, from the Virginias to Texas through the Sun Belt. And um, basketball, college basketball is a great game. It's, it's fun, it's fast paced, it's, it's full of emotion and runs. And, um, you know, all of us, uh, need to grow our fan base and get people to our arenas um, and and this is a step towards that and and that these these student athletes and these teams uh, deserve that attention and and our fans deserve to have that entertainment through really good quality college basketball wrapping things up with dr. Joel Urban the uh, athletic director for the South Alabama Jaguars you got a score prediction for tonight's game we win so lame. I can't get anybody to say anything about this rivalry. Dr. Joel Urban, thanks for hopping on Locked On Sunbelt, your conference every day. Have fun at the game. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks to Dr. Joel Urban for joining us on Locked On Sunbelt. Up next, the commissioner of the Sunbelt. He is Keith Gill. You're listening to Locked On Sunbelt, your conference every day. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information. With live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. We're here with the commissioner of uh, the Sun Belt, uh, Keith Gill. Keith, it has been an amazing run uh, for the Sun Belt. Why don't you surmise how this season has gone uh, football wise? Oh, it's, it's been tremendous. You know, you think back to even week one, so ODU upsetting um, Virginia Tech. And you moved in in week two, got like two really, three really big wins there on the national stage with App beating Texas A&M and Marshall beating Notre Dame and then kind of finishing off that night with Georgia Southern beating Nebraska. And so it, it's been great. You know, obviously you think about the way South Alabama played against UCLA. A couple plays changed there. That's a win. And, um, too soon, too soon. <laughs> so it, it's really been a great football season. You know, having game day at App, it's been great. The way the national media have kind of talked about Sunbelt football, 
talked about the quality of football. It's just really exciting for people to learn what we've all already known in the Sun Belt, which is we play great football and, and um, we're really excited about it. In the last couple of weeks, the national TV has hit, I think there were three nationally televised games last week. There's a couple, including the South Alabama and Troy uh, this week. How do teams and schools and the, and the, and the uh, league, the conference, take advantage of being on national TV? Is there stuff that is done probably leading up to it, but directly afterward? Yeah, you know, one of the things is really trying to get the best crowd we can for TV. You really want to show that energy, show that passion. That's really been helpful to us. You think about the two games we have in the midweek this week. You know, we've got Georgia State at App, which was yesterday. And then today we've got Troy and South Alabama. We're going to have great crowds there. And, and that's really good because that really showcases kind of who we are as a conference. You think about South Alabama, I want to say they might have been on national TV the last three weeks. Um, in terms of their games, and we've got another one you know, coming up shortly. So it really does help build our brand and help um, showcase our football. So we're really excited about it. We certainly try to invest to try to maximize kind of the value of, of being on linear television. Someone could, tend, could contend the Pac-12 is national TV or, <laughs> or not, and uh, maybe, uh, maybe the case. Um, we're with Keith Gill, locked on a Sunbelt, your conference uh, every day. All right, we're also doing a Sunbelt Media Days for uh, basketball. Uh, what do you take of that? Yeah, really excited. So this is the first time we've done um, in-person media day, certainly since I've been here. And I think I feel like it's been 10 to 12 years since we've done it as a conference. And we really want to emphasize basketball. We feel like we can be really good at basketball. And um, we just got to invest in it. And this is a good way to build our brand and, and show some spotlight on our sports, you know. So, you know, we did the women on Tuesday. We did the men um, on Wednesday. And I think it went really well for the first year. So we'll keep kind of growing it just like we did our football media day. And, um, and, and, and it'll be special for basketball. All right, so I've looked it up as we get back to football because my head hurts um, based on tiebreaker, all right, in the conference, all right, for, for home field tiebreaker. Because obviously if it's a division, it's going to be head-to-head -head, uh, first and foremost. And although now ODU is the top of the, wet, uh, top of the east and South Alabama, depending on what happens uh, tonight, uh, the top of uh, the west. And so those two teams play each other, but there's a chance that, say, Coastal is the top of the East, and they don't play uh, South Alabama. What is the tiebreaker? Yeah, you know, it's pretty complicated. To, yes, it is. To all of it. So, you know, but, but essentially it, it would probably end up coming down to CFP rankings, you know, like as you right. went through right. all of it and mashed it down. So, um, so th that's what I'll say to give a simple answer. You know, don't hold me to that. There's a few things before that. But, um, well, I think it's no, well, I think it's just head to head and then CFP rankings. Right. The, qu no head -head. the question, the question is what happens if there is no CFP rankings? How, what's the rankings if it gets past 30 and neither one of them are in it? Then we, I think we would use a computer rankings but but I think we can um, hopefully dive in and maybe get to a deeper level on the CFP so we'll kind of see how that goes somewhere along the way in there it says if you've won your last game is a, it's a potential tiebreaker that's hilarious yeah, I suspect we won't get that deep. <laughs> Talking to Keith Gill, commissioner of uh, uh, the Sun Belt, are there any other plans to expand? You know, we feel good about 14. So, I mean, and so where we are right now is great. I think this year has kind of proven it, at least the start. We're off to a really good start. Um, you know, seven in the East, seven in the West is really what worked. Good regional rivalries, six games in your divisions, two rotating through. So we're really pleased about where that is. We think 14 is a good number, and, um, and, and so we feel pretty comfortable there. In terms of uh, postseason, 
Sunbelt right now is on the verge. That JMU was ranked until they got beat 25th. South Alabama is getting some votes. Coastal was getting some votes until uh, they lost. Baseball had four teams in the NCAA tournament. That doesn't even include Southern Miss, who joins the conference uh, this year. Um, what can the league do to get to be more than a one-bid league when it comes to basketball? Because it's really tough uh, compared to baseball. I don't know. Maybe that's the, the nature of the beast. Baseball is a little bit more level playing field than basketball. Yeah, no, you know, we're, we're going to start working on that now. You know, really what we need to do now is make sure we consistently have one team in the top 100 of the net and then get that to two and then get that to three. So those are the progressions that we need to work. Once you get to kind of three teams in the top 100 of the net, then you can really start feeding off each other because then you're getting quality games in your conference. Based on our net scores right now and the way the NCAA committee evaluates basketball for the selection process, we don't really have a lot of quality wins in the league. And so we've just got to change that. And once we can do that in terms of how we schedule and the metrics that we have, then you, you can see us incrementally over time. So it's going to take some time. It's not something that can happen tomorrow. But I do think we'll, we'll start taking those steps. And, and, you know, when we have this conversation a few years down the road, you know, the basketball will look different. So how does, how does the conference help out with that? How does the conference help out scheduling and getting to, like you said, three teams in, in the yeah, net 100? One, we're putting together some scheduling guidelines, really focus on home games. You know, in Division One men's basketball, the home team wins 70% of the time. So how do you get more home games? Because at the end of the day, if we can have all our teams coming out of the non-conference having won 70% of their games, we're going to be well-positioned. Then it's about you know having our best teams play harder schedules and our teams that maybe aren't as good play schedules that aren't quite as difficult. And um, so there's really a technical aspect to the scheduling that we're really going to take a deep dive in. There's some investments that we'll need to make, you know, in terms of facilities and those kinds of things that will be important to us as well. Um, and then we'll, we'll have to invest some money into, into scheduling. And, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, developing an MTE, you know, as a, as a conference. That'll what is that? What is that? A multi-team event, you know, okay. so we could have a Sunbelt team every year and, you know, get them games and, and, and get them the right type of games. So we're looking at a whole host of things in the scheduling space. We'll have to invest some money, obviously, as well. And, um, and I think over time that will pay off and, and have basketball improve. Can the conference help out scheduling? You mentioned home games. South Alabama has Alabama this year. They've had Auburn in the past. So they've been kind enough to do probably a two-for-one, which is, you know, any Sun Belt team would normally uh, take that. Oddly enough, Arkansas State is traveling at LSU. LSU won't play the Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and they're working on it, but Arkansas won't play Arkansas uh, State, as it, as it turns out. How can the conference help out getting Power 5 schools to visit the, uh, the group of five schools in-state? Yeah, that can you do anything? Yeah, not really. Uh, that one's just hard just because of the way the basketballs went. That's the one great thing about women's basketball is, you know, typically the top teams will play anywhere. And, and so you can get some top teams into your place. Men's basketball just schedules a little differently. So getting A5 teams to come is, um, is very, very difficult. And so that's why that's, that's great for South Alabama. You know, they had the Auburn game, which was a close, which was a great game. You know, they'll have Alabama this year, which should be an exciting game as well. Um, and when that happens, that's rare, you know, and there's not a whole lot we can do about it. But there are other things that we can do in the scheduling space that can have some impacts that are positive. All right, so now, you know, let's look ahead. I know jumping way ahead, presuming maybe a South Alabama victory uh, on, on Thursday night, uh, people are talking about being a New York six-day bowl. Like, they could have. And I think personally this is why I think Kane Womack was so upset that they lost to UCLA, not just because of the fake field goal botch play, but other plays in that football game because he knows what he has. And maybe he knew it before everybody else uh -huh. that they could kind of have a Louisiana Raging Cajuns game or season where their only loss is to a Power 5 team 
team, and in this case, by one point, um, where does you know South Alabama have to be ranked to be in that in that uh, New Year's Six Day uh, yeah. kind of so birth? Highest ranked non A five team in the CFP rankings, you know. And so when you look at the rankings right now, you got Tulane in the rankings, you've got Cincinnati in the rankings, and so at the end of the day, you've got we've got to be higher than them. And there's one spot, so it's not like there's two spots or anything like that. It's all contracted, and um, but you know there's a lot of football left to be played, and obviously if South keeps winning and those teams stumble, you know they'll be right there and in, in, in position, which would be great. And I think that's the Cotton Bowl this year, so which would be um, an exciting opportunity for the Sun Belt. We've never been to a New Year's Six Bowl, and um, and so that's obviously one of our goals. It's probably the only goal that we have in the football space that hasn't checked off. So. If we could um, achieve that this year, it'd be like the cherry on top of a great football season so far. Uh, you mentioned we're talking with Keith Gill, uh, commissioner of the Sun Belt, locked on Sun Belt, your conference every day. You mentioned getting good crowds for TV games. How, how does the conference help out trying to increase uh, attendance? You know, that's really the school's focus, you know, and, and, and certainly, you know, we, we talk about it. We talk about the importance. We certainly um, try to get schools to invest in terms of their game presentation and those kind of things. But our schools do a really good job. You know, I was at the South Louisiana Tech game earlier this year. I thought it was a really good crowd. Student crowd was incredible. Um, they really have come out really nicely, I thought. Um, so, um, so South has done a nice job, I would expect, for Troy, obviously. You know, Troy will bring some folks there. It was such a big game. You know, I, I would I would hope that the place is full and um, and rocking on Thursday night. Uh, what were your thoughts when you got the job as Sunbelt Commissioner, and then obviously things changed, right? When you know a couple of years in. Yeah, no, you know I was excited about being here. You know, one, I, I'm a football guy. I love football, so being around FBS football was important to me and an exciting part about this job. And I thought there was a lot of opportunity here across the board in all the sports. I mean, obviously in the diamond sports, really good historically, baseball and softball. I do think, you know, his, this has been a great basketball league historically. That's how it was founded on basketball. You know, football in some ways is a new kind of phenomenon in the Sunbelt Conference. So I know the potential there in basketball. And, um, you know, we've added this men's soccer league that's got two kind of top 10 teams in men's soccer. Um, national champion from two years ago. So we can be good across the board. I think I, I, I anticipated that we could. Um, didn't know that it would happen as quickly as it has, but I'm um, really excited about being here. And then, you know, so explain what the TV, the new TV contract is uh, for the Sunbelt. Yeah, so, you know, so we've actually, you know, kind of increased kind of the number of opportunities we've had in basketball, which is good, you know, and that that's going to um, – We'll, we'll see the fruits of that this season, which is great. Um, and then also we've got more linear opportunities in football, which is great. Um, you've certainly seen our games on kind of the NFL network, and that's, that's some things that have been really helpful to us in terms of expanding um, the number of windows and opportunities that we've had. So ESPN is such a great partner. They've been a great supporter of us, really allowed us to really kind of communicate our brand to a wider audience, and um, we can't be uh, more excited than to, you know, kind of continue and further that partnership. Well, that was actually one of the benefits, if there were any, you know, hashtag always a bright side of COVID, is that the Sun Belt was on, I mean, it wasn't on ESPN3 or, or Plus. It was on ESPN. It was on the Deuce. It was on the U, which South Alabama and Troy are on uh, tonight. How, or, uh, yeah, on tonight. How much did that help you, 
you know, convince them to give you more airtime on, on the bigger networks? I think it helped us a lot. You know, I think it helped us in just the whole realignment conversation generally, you know, allowed people to see kind of what we were doing in the Sun Belt and maybe kind of change a little bit of the narrative or the way people thought about the conference, you know, and then obviously we had a great week two then in, in 2020 where, you know, Louisiana beats Iowa State at their place by 17. Um, and then, you know, Coastal beat Kansas. And then that same day, you know, Arkansas State beats Kansas State. So that was kind of a week two that really kind of got us going, got the momentum going. And everyone was able to see it because we were on TV, you know, really for the first, you know, four, five, six weeks of that season because we were playing when a lot of other teams weren't. So that really helped us in, in some significant ways. And we've been able to take that momentum and kind of carry it on. All right, wrapping it up with the commissioner, Keith Gill, what were your, you mentioned your goals when you got here. How have that changed? Because things have changed since you took the job. Yeah, you know, one of the things the CFP expansion is, is going to change some of the ways we think about it. You know, we think we can be positioned so that we're regularly putting a team kind of in the college football playoff once it expands to 12 and, um, and, and really creates a fair opportunity for all of FBS. So we're, we're excited about that, and that'll certainly be something we'll focus on a lot is positioning ourselves um, to get that because that's going to be a really important part for us, and we want our student-athletes to be able to compete um, for a national championship in football. That'll be a, a really that'll be key. So that'll be one of the biggest kind of changes that we make in terms of our goal. As that landscape changes and opens up and expands, you know, we want to make sure that we got a seat at the table. All right, he's Keith Gill, Commissioner of the Sun Belt. Thanks very much for your time. You're listening to Locked On Sun Belt, your conference every day. Great. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked On Sun Belt on a Thursday. We'll try to recap the South Alabama and Troy ball game for Friday. That'll be a late night, but maybe we'll do it. And, of course, we will preview uh, the rest of the Sun Belt action uh, this weekend and recap the uh, Georgia State-App State game as well. Uh, once again, thanks very much for tuning in. Thanks to Dr. Joel Erdman from South Alabama. Thanks to Sun Belt Commissioner Keith Gill for hopping on. I'm Dave Schultz. You've been listening to Locked On Sun Belt, your conference every day.